Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Men's Champions League is back. There are four big round of 16 matchups this week, two of which pit some of the world's biggest and best teams against each other. Felipe Cardenas is here to tell you what to watch for in PSG versus Real Madrid today and Liverpool versus Inter Milan tomorrow. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, February 15th. But first, your TV guide for today. As always, all times are Eastern. We obviously have those big Champions League games today, which we'll talk about with Felipe in just a little bit. But in addition to the UEFA Champions League, it's also CONCACAF Champions League time. Let's go. One game that will not be happening that might be on your TV listings right now is uh, Cavalli versus the New England Revolution. Cavalli being a uh, Haitian team. This match is actually going to be postponed. Uh, the Haitian club requested a postponement due to challenges in getting visas to travel uh, in order to actually play the game. Uh, CONCACAF agreed to the request, and the match has been postponed and rescheduled to Friday, February 18th. That's this Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. However, there are still two more CONCACAF Champions League games to go, both involving Major League Soccer teams. At 8 p.m., Santos de Guapiles, which is a Costa Rican team against New York City FC, the defending MLS Cup champions. And then at 10 p.m., Santos Laguna versus Club de Foot Montreal. Both of those games are on Fox Sports 2 and Tudene in Spanish. There's also some Premier League action today. At 3.15, Manchester United takes on Brighton and Hove Albion. That'll be on Peacock. Those are pretty much the big games on TV today, uh, in addition to, of course, the Champions League. So about that, let's send it over to Felipe. All right, it is Tuesday here on Soccer Every Day, and the UEFA Champions League is back. It seems like it was gone for so long, but we're back, and it's in the knockout rounds. We're in the round of 16, and some really, really amazing uh, matchups this week to restart the competition. Um, I have Felipe Cardenas here with me. We're going to run through not every single thing about every single matchup because that would take too long, but some big storylines that people should be keeping track of, especially in the Americas and especially in the two big games each day. They scheduled this really well, actually each day has kind of the, the big kind of premier matchup that everybody's waiting for. And another one that could potentially be interesting depending on how things go. Um, both of the big matchups are on big CBS. Every single game kicks off at 3 PM, which is getting that out of the way right now. Uh, Felipe, the first one of these that I think is really interesting, and I should say to start with that all I think it's interesting that all of the teams that we're about to talk about in these between these two games of the four teams, every single one is currently placed first or second in their in their domestic league. And their teams you all know and love. The first game we're talking about, of course, PSG versus Real Madrid. This is about as good as it gets 
for European big time matchups. And it's crazy. It's happening in the round of 16 of all times. You would expect this to be in a semifinal or a final, right? Well, Carlo Ancelotti, Real Madrid's manager, actually said that in his most recent press conference, that this is a this feels like a final. It should be a final. Uh, and I think it's an interesting way to to deflect pressure because clearly there's a lot of pressure on both of these clubs, both of these managers. I would start with Mauricio Pochettino at PSG. Uh, it really does feel like it's UCL Champions League title or he's out. Uh, you know, they're yeah. leading in League One, uh, League One, if you will. And uh, I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always love the pronunciation. That's yeah. the only French I know. Uh, but, um, you know, they should be leading in, in France, but yeah. they've been, you know, their, their form has been inconsistent. Uh, you've got Zinedine Zidane sort of lurking in the background as, as the, the main candidate that the Parisians would love to see take over at PSG. And then there's that ongoing interest in Pochettino and Manchester United. So uh, this is a big one for him. You know, they have to get past Real Madrid and, and that's not easy to do. Yeah, it, it certainly isn't. And uh, you would think, though, that with the type of players that PSG have, even against a team like Real Madrid, um, and it, this, this season probably more than any other, and I think the reason I say that is because of a player uh, you may have heard of, maybe some of our listeners have seen once or twice, uh, a guy by the name of Lionel Messi, uh, currently playing for PSG, though not, though not exactly uh, setting... The world on fire over there. So, so what has this season been like for Messi at PSG, and what does this particular matchup mean for him? I mean, we've all seen him over the years absolutely torture Real Madrid at times when he was with Barcelona. Um, does do you think there's a chance of that happening here, or is it just not the right situation for him right now? I mean, there's a chance. Yeah, it's like you mentioned it. Some of his best games uh, in, in his career. You know, Leo Messi has done things that Real Madrid fans. Uh, we'll never forget. Uh, they 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 sort of live in in in, in infamy, and, and especially at the Bernabeu, he just loves to to play there and win there. You know, this yeah. game is going to be in Paris to start, but you know, you mentioned the stars. You know, PSG has a lot of stars. That's that's part of the reason why Messi going to Paris was such a big deal. He was joining his former teammate uh, in Neymar. That they had a great time at Barcelona along with Luis Suarez. Uh, Sergio Ramos comes over, and that was gonna. That was also a big signing from Real Madrid to PSG. He's played, I think, t- maybe five games for the club, and then Neymar has been injured. You know, he's reportedly fit for this game, coming off a severe ankle sprain that he suffered in November. But really, the 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 question is about Messi. Like, what's his form like? I don't think he's been the same Messi that that we've sort of loved since the Copa America. Like that was his best form over the last year. Uh, I think that tournament took a lot out of him. And, you know, this year has been a difficult sort of recovery over the winter. He had he contracted COVID and it was tough for him, he said publicly. Uh, and, and I think just on the outside, uh, the team is just not meshing well. And now the big debate, both in Argentina and France, is whether Messi was even a good signing. It's crazy, like whether he was a good signing for the club. And, um, you know, Jerome Rothen, we were talking about this offline, a former PSG player was quoted over the weekend saying that Messi is just a boy from Barcelona. He goes back to Barcelona whenever he can, and he's just passing through uh, the French league. So uh, that that doesn't bode well for, for PR. And I think that's why this game is so important for PSG. They need to show the world 
that you know they are capable of beating the best teams in Europe. They've struggled with with consistency, like I said, even in the group stage. And now they have this great matchup, which should allow Messi to, you know, to really show what he's capable of doing against a team that knows him very well. He's going to see Casemiro in that midfield, and those two really know each other well. So I think it's just a, a fascinating matchup between two great teams. And uh, and this version of Real Madrid, too, it should be said, is they don't maybe have quite the same number of huge headline, you know, star-studded players, but they're a really solid team. I mean, uh, Kareem Benzema is there, although... He's not guaranteed to play in this game. He's currently dealing with a little bit of an injury. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, they have Vinicius Jr., who, of course, you know, moved to Real Madrid very young, is sort of starting to come into his own this season, especially Rodrigo, Marco Asensio playing well. Gareth Bale might play a role in this in this, uh, in this this tie. You never know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, and, of course, the big storyline hanging over all of this is Kylian Mbappe, who has been rumored to be going to Real Madrid for what seems like years now, probably literally has been years, uh, now has a chance to potentially put the nail in the coffin. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Felipe, I want to move on to Wednesday's game, the, uh, the other game that's also on Big CBS at 3 p.m., uh, Liverpool versus Inter Milan. Liverpool, of course, uh, you know, in the middle of yet another solid season in the Premier League. Inter Milan currently in the middle of a really quite intriguing title race in Serie A. They just keep on trading the top spot with them, and uh, AC Milan and Napoli is in the in the running there as well. But specifically in this game, I want to talk to you about Luis Diaz, who is yet another Liverpool signing where they sign him and you go, how in the heck is this guy going to fit into this already extremely stacked team? He's played two games already and he's looked pretty good in the process. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of his background, where he came from and what we might expect to see out of him in this tie? Well, first of all, he's he's from Barranquilla, the, the coastal city in Colombia. He grew up playing for a small club there, Barranquilla FC, uh, and then he made his name in South American football, playing for Junior, which is the you know one of the bigger clubs in in Colombia. Uh, you know, I, that's when I started to notice him. I saw him in Copa Libertadores. He was very good. He was just very slight, fast, very tricky on the ball. Uh, he gets the move to Porto, which. He's not the first Colombian to do so. Radamel Falcao moved from to, to Porto. James Rodriguez made, moved to Porto. Uh, three or four other players have, have been there from Colombia. Uh, and so Porto has been like this landing spot for a lot of Colombian players. And the way it's viewed, honestly, I think around the world is Porto is the Portuguese league is like a tier below sort of the top leagues in Europe. And so it's a great place to really hone your skills in, in European football. And he's done that. Luis Diaz, I think, is a complete footballer. And, and that's why Liverpool spent um, so much money at, what was it, 50 million, uh, I think 50 million pounds, if you will. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so he, I think he's very much worth it. To me, 
you know, what makes him a special player is there's so much, there's always talk about South Americans coming to, to the Premier League and then having to adapt to the physicality. Now, yes, uh, Luis Diaz is not the biggest guy. He's about 5'11", but he looks very thin. And, you know, I think that gets uh, misdiagnosed as being a weak player. Like, I don't think he, his struggle is going to be um, – adapting to the premier league or adapting to top flight European football, like the champions league, he's already been in the champions league with Porto. I think it's just getting into the starting lineup and, 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 and playing for Jurgen Klopp and understanding the way he wants to play. And like you mentioned, the two outings so far, he's been very good. Um, you know, I would recommend that the, the listeners check out the latest story by James Pierce on Luis Diaz. There's a good story there. And there's a great video, a TIFO video that talks about him, the way that he was described as a YouTube footballer which yeah. is you know the guy that's the dribbler i think he's in the there's a stat that he's in the top seven percent in europe with nutmegs completed <laughs> um, clocked faster than any of liverpool's front threes and if you've seen mané and salah run yeah. extremely impressive that is very imp- even for me I, I was surprised to hear that and i watch him with columbia all the time and i know he's a difference maker so i think it's really interesting that against if I don't know if he'll get the start against Inter Milan, uh, you know, I think possibly he did not play over the weekend against Burnley. Maybe that's why. Uh, but the way he's he's used by Klopp, I think, is really interesting because it's not what they typically have. He is both a, an inverted winger and an inside striker, and I think that just isolates him in, in space. It creates space for other players. Um, you know, Inter Milan. You mentioned it. You know they're they're coming into this game after losing the Clasico against AC Milan, drawing against Napoli over this past weekend. They need a win, and they're facing a team in Liverpool that looks about as confident as they've been in the last few months. Yeah, I mean it's it's always so interesting to me when already extremely good teams add just another piece that they can throw on there, and Liverpool is just such a classic example of this. Between Mane, of course, and Salah, of course, and Firmino, and Diogo Jota, who before was like you know, the fourth guy that can come in and make a difference. And now they have a fifth guy that can come on and make a difference. Uh, It'll be really, really interesting to watch uh, and see what Luis Diaz can do. I'm looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it. That's at 3 p.m. on Wednesday on Big CBS. Uh, There are two other games, of course, as well. Uh, Man City is playing uh, Sporting of Lisbon on Paramount Plus, also at 3 p.m. And then Wednesday's game is Red Bull Salzburg against Bayern Munich. Of course, we assume Brendan Aronson, uh, our U.S. national team uh, interest there, will be involved in that game against uh, Alfonso Davies, potentially, maybe. Uh, Interesting game for Aronson. I mean, all the talk was Leeds. He was so close to going to Leeds. Leeds, it looks like they're going to come back over the summer. But let's say he just completely balls out against Bayern Munich, you know, what does Munich do there? Munich is very is that type of team that can hijack a deal if they see a player that they like. And he's, I think he's a very good player for the for obviously for uh, the Bundesliga as well. Um, if Leeds likes him, I think there's things that a big club like Bayern Munich might like as well. So I just think it's a big, a nice showcase for Aronson after all this buzz with his link to to Leeds United. And before we go, I should say I mentioned Alfonso Davies and then I did literally two seconds of Googling and found no, he's not back from myocarditis yet. So that's too bad. He'll miss out on this tie. Uh, But still, you know, anything can happen. Bayern Munich has had some weird, uh, weird results lately. Uh, Games you would expect them to win that they've just dropped. So I would not rule this one automatically in their favor, even though 
you would think that they would be favorites. Felipe, thank you so much for joining me on the show. And we'll have you back next week to talk about next week's uh, set of games. All right, Alex. The story and video about Luis Diaz that Felipe mentioned in that last segment can be found linked in the show's description pretty much wherever you are listening to it. Elsewhere in soccer news, FIFA has ruled that last September's abandoned World Cup qualifier between Brazil and Argentina will be replayed with four players suspended and both teams fined. You may remember that game. They started the game, which is obviously a big one between Brazil and Argentina, but the Brazilian health officials ran onto the field because some players were accused by the Brazilian government of providing false information on immigration forms and breaking COVID-19 laws. The players that are suspended from Argentina are Emiliano Martinez and Emiliano Buendia, plus Christian Romero and Giovanni Lo Celso. Both Brazil and Argentina have already qualified for the World Cup, so the match would really determine probably only who finishes first and second, which doesn't really matter in the long run of things. The date and time and location of this rescheduled match is not yet known. You can read about more about this story and so much more on The Athletic. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year's subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all.